Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Enjoy Your Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah LeRae Wynn. Today, I decided to go solo dolo because I wanted to talk to you guys about something um, very important to me. Um, I just released a video maybe two weeks ago on YouTube called um, You Are Loved. And I gave some pointers on what to do when you're feeling unloved, when you're feeling lonely, or you know, you're kind of feeling overlooked and things like that. And this has been a topic that has it it really bothers me. Um, I released the video the weekend that season two of Thirteen Reasons Why came out, and um, I just felt so um, burdened by this topic because I just feel like everybody feels unloved. You know, everybody feels some type of way at times they feel like nobody wants them like nobody cares whether it's from family or relationships or friendships or just people in general we've all come to that place where we feel unloved and it makes us want to give up makes us want to throw in the towel and just say you know what forget it so um today's topic is fight the good fight of faith and this is something a lot of us have probably heard down through the years you know you've got to fight the good fight of faith but what does it really mean what is what is the the true essence of fighting the good fight of faith. When we talk about faith, we're talking about our salvation. We're talking about living by faith and living by the word of God and living to see the kingdom of God at the end of it all. So fighting the good fight of faith is really just fighting to maintain your salvation, fighting to maintain your relationship with God, fighting to maintain um, your role as an example to the earth. The Bible says we are living epistles read by men. That means that we are walking, talking, living, breathing scriptures to people that we can show people that there is a hope, that we can show people that God is real, that we can show people the love of Christ through our lives and through our actions, through the way we love, through the way we forgive, through the way we um, give to people, through the way we show kindness, all of those things. We are those examples of Jesus Christ in the earth, okay? So fighting the good fight of faith is just saying, hey, I'm fighting to be strong because there is a greater hope after this life. Like this, this life that we're living now, it's temporal but there's an eternity that I am striving to obtain, an eternity that I am striving to live for. So with all of that being said, let's get into it. I think that a lot of us are faced, in fact, not even just a lot of us, everybody, everybody, mama, daddy, sister, cousin, brother, uncle, auntie, grandma, grandpa, everybody is faced with so many different issues, whether that's a natural issue, whether it's a spiritual issue, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, we're all faced with some kind of issue at some point in our life. Life can sometimes feel like it's a little too much. And people have always had issues, but I think, I think things are being magnified because of social media. Everything is kind of just in your face. Everything is just very blunt and blatant and just boom, here it is. Everyone has a story that they wanna share. And sometimes people feel like they're not being heard, maybe at home or in their relationship. So they go and post to try to get that attention or to try to get their point across. Everyone has a good and bad aspect of their life, but these things are only sometimes as, only as bad as we make them out to be. But because social media, things are more magnified. I've had times where I've posted something on social media and to me, it wasn't a big deal. You know, I said what I said, whether it was good or bad, 
maybe I said something and then it looked a little dramatic or something. For example, in fact, here's a good example. I posted something the other day about my phone and how it's acting up and all that. And if you guys don't hear from me, my phone finally gave up on me. And I was totally okay with the situation. You know what I mean? All I gotta do is go get a new phone. I was being a little melodramatic though, you know, just kind of like being sarcastic, I guess. And then, you know, I got an overwhelming amount of people reaching out to me like, oh, it's gonna be okay. I'm so sorry to hear it. Oh, I feel so bad and da da da. And I'm like, no big deal. Just go get a new phone, right? <laughs> but from other people's perspective, they didn't hear the tone of my voice. They didn't see my facial expression. They didn't feel the emotion that I was giving through that. So I deleted it. Cause I'm like, okay, let me just chill. Or there have been times where I'm like, hey, dear future husband, can't wait to see you, where you at, what's going on. And people think now all of a sudden I'm just this lonely, thirsty, vulnerable girl. And that's not the case. I'm just like, yo, boo, what's good? Like, what's the hold up? Where you at? Let's get it going, you know? But people didn't see my emotion behind that. So now, whereas I'm posting something out to the world where it's not that serious, people are coming back to me thinking I'm like probably crying my heart out while I'm posting this and all this different stuff. Or, oh, you look thirsty. Oh, you look this, you look that. And it's like, dude, that wasn't even my intent behind posting. But guess what? It doesn't matter because it's social media. And when people are reading your posts, they're not reading it from your perspective. They're reading it from theirs because they're reading it in their head. So they're reading with their tone of voice, with the way they would have came from it, their angle, their mindset, their mentality, all of that. So even when it's something so small as a dear future husband post and now everybody thinks you're thirsty, it could be something that somebody posts, oh, I'm tired of living, I'm over it, I'm done and something really on the brink of suicidal thoughts and people overlook that because they're thinking oh they're just being dramatic why because that person probably would have been dramatic that person probably just would have been a little over the top if they were to post something like that so now people aren't taking each other seriously because what we're posting i look at social media the way i explain it is like a diary because it's at the our fingertips and it's in the palm of our hands we don't realize the damage we can do through posting on social media. You can pick up your phone right now and post, I want to die. You don't think nothing of it because you don't understand the magnitude of it. But somebody on the other end might see that and it changes their entire life. And it's like, oh my gosh, like somebody's going to go into serious spiritual warfare, praying for you, reaching out to you, caring for you, looking out for you when you're just saying it. We have to be mindful of what we're posting, not only because of us and what people are gonna think about us, but guess what? It's gonna affect someone else. It's gonna affect their mindset and how they feel. People are very easily influenced. And this is something that can determine whether or not we're fighting the good fight of faith. So again, I've, been, I've kind of been focused on um, the pain of those who feel unloved, unwanted and overlooked and misunderstood a lot lately. I actually had a friend last October um, 2017 who took her own life and she felt very unloved she felt very unwanted she felt very undesirable and she with her she would reach out and you know kind of show she needed that love she needed that attention and then she would pull back and she would just be like oh no I'm fine I'm fine okay I'm okay it's fine and I think a part of the reason why she did that is because she felt like Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna tell people how I feel. And once she finally did it, she probably felt like, you know what? Never mind, because it's too emotional. It's too vulnerable. 
I don't want to be that open. I don't want anybody knowing that I feel this type of way. But guess what, guys? We're all human. And we all go through these things. We all face these trials. We all face different things but some people tend to be more judgmental than others or some people aren't as understanding as others or some people don't don't take it as serious as others and so we all we, we tend to back off and go into this shell and then eventually the pain for some starts to run deeper than it does for others to the point where they feel like the only way to cease the pain is through death having no idea what lies on the other side of life and I'll be honest in fact I'll be the first person to say it, that everyone has had the thoughts, oh, they're better off without me, or maybe I should just leave, or maybe the only solution to the pain I feel is to give up or to die or to, to be gone. And while there are people who will literally tell you that these thoughts have never in some form or fashion ever crossed their mind, there's something, this is something that the enemy will use against us and try to, to try and eliminate our shot at eternal peace and life in heaven. So the Bible says, first of all, that the enemy goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It also says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So what makes you think that the enemy is just going to try and fight you financially or physically or try to make you get into a car accident or try to like, no, the enemy is going to try and plant seeds in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit through the shows that you're watching, through the conversations that you're having, through the emotions that you're feeding into. All of these things play an essential part in whether or not you are striving to fight the good fight of faith or not. So I have some tips here on how to fight the good fight of faith. There's five things here that we can all do to make sure that we are fighting. So the first thing is this, allow God to overwhelm your heart with his love. The enemy cannot the Bible says if you resist the devil, that he'll flee from you. When you have hidden the word of God so deep down, the word of God also says, um, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. When you hide the word of God so deep down in your heart, the enemy does not, it's almost like um, it's combative. The enemy doesn't have room to come in and try to distract you or throw you off or push you aside or make you feel any type of way overwhelm your heart with god spend time in prayer if you don't know anything else to say in prayer just say thank you jesus just start thanking him thank you for his love thank you for protecting you thank you for bringing you this far thank you for keeping you from danger seen and unseen thank him that the situation you were in didn't turn out as bad as it could have you might not be where you want to be but you're definitely not where you used to be and tomorrow you're not going to be where you are right now so just just start thanking him thank you for this thank you for that you know your life story. You know your testimony. You know what you've been through. Take some time and begin to just thank God for those things. And in, in addition to spending time in prayer and spending time thanking him and just laying before him, take time to put the word of God into your heart. The word of God is so powerful. It is so strong. And I think a lot of times we take it for granted. If you want to be honest, sometimes we think of the word of God just as some random book and it's just there and that's just it. No, the word of God is literally a living book. That thing comes alive. The word of God reveals truths to us that we would not otherwise have if, if the word wasn't here. Somebody described the Bible as um, the um, B-I-B-L-E. They gave acronyms for basic, 
instruction before leaving earth. And it is, it gives us that instruction. It gives us that guidance. It gives us that direction. It gives us that, that the way of thinking, it gives us ideas on how we should think, elevate your mind on good thoughts. It says, think on these things, whatsoever things are true, lovely, pure, of a good report, honest. If there's any virtue, if there's any virtue. The Bible gives us that instruction that we need, that when we're looking for direction, when we're looking for answers, we don't know what to do. The Bible gives that to us. So that first thing is allow God to overwhelm your heart with his love. Because if you are overwhelmed with the love of God, you won't be looking for an, a way out. You won't be looking for an escape. You'll be able to fight the good fight with strength and with, with a surety knowing, you know what? God has my back. I'm not, I'm not going to fail. And if I do, if I fail this situation or if I don't necessarily pass this test, God's going to pick me right back up and I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to pass the next test. Number two, avoid negativity. Like I said, movies, television, conversation, social media, you know, one of the most coolest, hippest, but also borderline suicidal social media platforms and i hope i don't get in trouble for saying this because i love this platform so dearly but sometimes it can be very dark you may disagree you may agree and again before i get into what what platform that is it also depends on who you're following yes but this place tends to be very dark and it's gone from me to and this is a conversation i've had with a group of close friends at one point i was in college and we all i sat down i looked at each of our pages and i'm like yo I sat down, I was like, yo, you guys, we got to stop using this because look at us. Like, it's very, I won't, okay, I'll take back the, you know, borderline suicidal, but it can be, it's a very emotional platform for some reason. You go there and you just, you just all in the feels, whether you're talking about love or relationships or sadness or loneliness, whatever. But that social media platform is Tumblr. I love Tumblr with all of my heart because I like to go on there and look at the fashion, look at the magazine spread, look at the fruit. Like they got some really cute stuff on there. But sometimes it can go rogue. And even with my friend who passed away or the um, one who took her life, I looked at her social media. I'm not kidding you. After I found out that she took her own life, I started looking. I was like, okay, let me find some signs here. Where was the evidence? And I went to her Tumblr and oh my gosh, filled with such, I cried looking at her Tumblr, the things she was reblogging, the things she was blogging. It was so emotional. Like I said, I love Tumblr. I still have a Tumblr and I'll go on from time to time. But every now and then I have to back off because it, it can overwhelm you emotionally and you'll start going to a place that you don't want to be. So movies, conversations, social media, people, man, people can be so overwhelming. They might not even be depressed or feeling no type of way, but they'll turn around and make you feel that way. They'll make you feel like giving up. You might have an idea. You might have have such a powerful and profound business idea or book idea or, or, or technological idea or something and somebody come and kill your dream and make you want to give up. You got to be careful about people because sometimes they're jealous and they see your full potential. They see the gifts that God has given you. They see what you can amount to and they don't want you to get there before them, if at all. Or they know that they don't have it in them. So they're going to try to cut you. They're going to try and hurt you. Now, use wisdom to know when somebody who loves you is genuinely trying to look out for you and have your back and protect you versus someone who's just out to get you. So, for example, say you have this life-changing idea, right? A person who loves you will say, okay, have you looked at a budget for it? You know, how are you going to pay for it? 
What is God saying to you about it? Um, when do you plan to do it? Do you have a timeline? Do you have things worked out? Person who loves you will look at those types of things. Person who's hating on you, a person who's jealous of you, a person who doesn't want to see you move forward in your life is going to come at you and say things like, nah, that'll never work. Nah, you shouldn't do that. Oh, that's stupid. That sounds dumb. That's no, that's mm -mm, stop. Give up. Don't do it. You have to use wisdom to know who loves you and who's looking out for you and who hates you and is trying to stop you. So use wisdom in that as well, but avoid negativity. The next thing is learn to use your emotions as a notification and not a determination. I read something on, I'll say that again, actually. Learn to use your emotions as a notification and not a determination. This means allow your emotions to notify you and not allow them to determine how you're going to feel about something or how you're going to feel. I read something on, on uh, Instagram, I believe it said emotions were designed to alert you, not to control you. Meaning if I'm sad, say I, I, I watch a movie and the dog dies in the movie and that makes me sad. Like, man, that, that's terrible. That dog really just died in front of my face on this movie. But am I gonna allow that to just carry out the rest of my day? Oh my God, I watched the movie and the dog died. Oh my God, it's over. Like, no, you don't allow your emotions. And we've all done it. We're guilty. I'm guilty. You're guilty. We've all done it. Allow our emotions to go. I've had times where I feel an emotion. Maybe it's an emotion of sadness. And I feel it maybe somewhere in the beginning of the day or the middle of the day or something. And I allow that thing to just drive out, just run me rampant all day. I get to the end of the day, 7 p.m. And I look at my day and I say, I literally just sat here all day and allowed this thing to control me. You feel so silly at the end of it all. So don't allow, do your best not to. And this is something that's a constant work in progress. You never just arrive at, oh, I'm good. No, you always have to make sure that your emotions are in check and they're not keeping you checked, right? So allow your emotions to notify you, hey, something's wrong, or hey, you need to deal with this, or hey, this bothered you, or hey, you don't like this, or hey, you love this. Allow your emotions to notify you, but don't allow them to determine the outcome of your day or the outcome of, of your actions throughout the day or what you're gonna do or your decisions and things like that. The fourth thing is, Show more appreciation for your blessings rather than always acknowledging your burdens. How often do we sit around counting one little, two little, three little problems, four little, five little, six little problems? We spend so much time consumed with what's wrong and we don't spend enough time saying, you know what, God? I might not have got that car. I might not, might not have got approved for that loan just now. I might not have got that relationship. I might not have booked that, that interview I might not have landed that that promotion, but you know what? You're still good to me because my lights are on at the crib. You're still good to me because I have health. I have strength in my body. You're still good to me because I have my loved ones. Or maybe your lights are off, and I'm so sorry to hear that. But you know what, God? Thank you because I have the activities of my limbs. I can go out and go find a job so I can pay the light bill. Thank you, Lord, that my children are safe. Thank you, Lord, that my parents are still alive. Or maybe you have lost a loved one. And Lord, I'm grieved, I'm in pain, I'm sad that I've lost that loved one, but I'm gonna show appreciation for those who I still have, those who are still around me, those who are still over, overtaking me with love and showering me with love. Count your blessings. Stop acknowledging your burdens. It's okay to acknowledge your burdens. 
but we, we consume ourselves with them at times. And it brings us down. It makes us want to give up. It overwhelms us. It makes us like, you know what? Forget it. It's not even worth it. Count your blessings. Appreciate your blessings. And don't spend so much time acknowledging your burdens. And the last thing is understand that the trying of your faith is just a test. You may not pass every single time, but you can win. Anytime you're faced with an obstacle or you're faced with a trial in your life, or something happens unexpectedly, or someone leaves your life, or they don't want you, it's a trying of your faith. It's just a test. It's here to strengthen you. The Bible says that trials, tests and trials come to make us strong. These things that happen in our life are not designed to make us give up or throw in the towel. They're designed to increase our faith and to push us closer to the, 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 the eternity. It's designed to inspire us to be all that God has called us to be. So let's do a quick recap on these five things. Remember, we're talking about fighting the good fight of faith. These five things, write them down. If you didn't before, write these down as we recap them about fighting the good fight of faith, things that we can do that will keep us strong, that will keep us engulfed in the word of God and, and in a place where we are striving for the throne or, or not necessarily the throne, but striving to be near the throne in glory in heaven. So the first thing is this, allow God to overwhelm your heart with his love. Number two, avoid negativity, movies, conversations, social media, people, environments. Number three, learn to use your emotions as a notification and not a determination. Number four, show more appreciation for your blessings rather than always acknowledging your burdens. And number five, understand that the trying of your faith is just a test. You may not pass every time, but you can win. This has been another episode of Enjoy Your Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah LeRae Wynn. Make sure that you subscribe um, to our emailing list at enjoyyourlifeblog.com. That way you get every blog, podcast, and video directly to you every week. Um, we have some amazing guests coming up for the month of June, and I want you to stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe on the iTunes podcast app and on SoundCloud if you haven't already. Remember that I love you and God loves you so much more. I'll catch you in the next podcast. God bless. You'll find a happiness within. It's all